Holy shit, boys and girls. Welcome to episode 2 of Fanboy with an Opinion for February 6th. Eric here, and today I will be talking about the new season of the animated show Young Justice Outsiders. Then I will give a quick list of my favorite comic book animated TV shows. And after that, I'm going to delve into the comics coming out this week I'm looking forward to reading. First, Young Justice Outsiders, or also known as Young Justice Season 3, this show is exclusively on DC Universe, the streaming site. Originally on Cartoon Network for two seasons, it was initially canceled because of low toy sales. Six years later, we finally get a season three, and it was worth the wait. Just a reminder, this quick recap of the previous and newest season will contain spoilers. Season one of Young Justice introduced the sidekicks of some of the members of the Justice League. They decide to form their new group, which consists of Robin, Kid Flash, and Aqualad. With the backing of the Justice League, they train and eventually grow in numbers. Season 2 has the genius idea to flash forward the show five years. Sometimes this plot device is used too much or just doesn't fit. However, pushing the story into the future for Young Justice works. Watching these characters grow from sidekicks to Justice League potential would have been boring since we've already followed that progress in the comics. Instead, We're left questioning how did they get to where they are when the season begins. This all ties into the Illuminati of the show, known as The Light, that consists of DC's biggest villains, and how Justice League stops them from completing their nefarious plans. This brings us to Outsiders, which switches the focus from Young Justice, and more on a few new characters coming together as a team along with some of the Young Justice founding members as their mentors. What I love about Young Justice as a whole is the show knows what is worth changing when transitioning from book to TV show. Whenever a comic book is adapted to the big or small screen, be it animated or live action, there's always an element of change from the source material. And this change can come from a multitude of reasons, be it practical, financial, or politics. Most of the time, in my opinion, there are terrible changes. For every change in movies like The Mask or Catwoman, you have Young Justice that took the source material and made brilliant choices in keeping the show and the comics different. Some of them are slight but make bigger impacts. Changes can come from because a movie or TV wants itself to feel like its own entity far removed from the comic, whereas... Some changes can help streamline a story or character arc, or in the case of Young Justice, deliver some fan service. Like having two characters become a romantic item, when the comics, they have have more of a like a will they or won't they situation. It also makes it easier to make changes for Young Justice because there isn't any definitive source material this show is pulling from. The title and the idea come from a comic that is now getting rebooted, but most of the characters and storylines are lifted from other titles. Another thing about season three is even though there's a six year gap in between seasons, you don't feel you don't feel it at all in storyline, despite the fact that season three starts off a year after season two ended, everything feels seamless, like you never left these people's lives. There are only two issues I have with the show. 
For one, and this is a minor problem, when you start the show, there's no recap. I can't remember everything that happened in the show that ended three years ago. But eventually things start to come back, especially since this new season is more about the new characters. The other problem is DC Universe was releasing the episodes three at a time, three at a time every Friday. It's up to 13, but now the other ones won't get released until June. We have to wait six months. That just seems like too long of a time. Even when a show goes on a summer hiatus, it's not for that long. With the story, so many DC characters getting solid representation and the captivating voice cast. This is why I love the show. Just sucks I have to wait again. But is it my favorite comic book animated TV show? You'll have to find out with my top five right now. So number five is Spider-Man. From 1994 to 1998, this was the first time Spidey got a proper adaptation. There was a good balance of depth and full-on action. It was fun to see a lot of the cameos from other heroes who weren't always represented in comics at the time either. Voice acting is great. I still think Ed Asner is one of the best J. Jonah Jameson. A lot of the storylines came from the comics, but one in particular that always stayed in my mind was a two-part episode that involved the D-list villain Hydro Man. He controls water. I actually use, like, he is water, but he controls water. They had uh, changed him into Mary Jane's stalker, like an ex-boyfriend that became a stalker of Mary Jane's. And without giving too much away, it is a total gut puncher for Spider-Man and the audience. Just when he thinks his life is complete, it comes crashing down and he is worse off than when uh, the two-party began. The animation holds up for the most part, but barely. I would have included X-Men from 1992, but I don't think the show as a whole holds up as much as Spider-Man does. Number four is Justice League Unlimited. This show lasted from 2004 to 2006, and it had evolved from the show Justice League, and I, for one, am glad it did. Not to say Justice League wasn't a good show. It was a great show. It's just I didn't like the format, which consisted of having mostly two-part stories, so you would have to wait another week to see the second part. The idea was supposed to feel like a comic, but it pissed me off that I had to wait. It's one thing that if you do it, every once in a while, or for a season finale, but to have a cliffhanger every two episodes was annoying. Also, by making the show Unlimited, they expanded the roster tenfold. It was a lot of fun to see these characters interact and clash with each other. My favorite part was seeing some seldom-used characters walking around in the background, even if they didn't say anything. I'm big on seeing lesser-known heroes get their due. I always enjoyed the episodes with the question even though they drastically changed his character. Number three is Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Now, this has to be Marvel's best TV cartoon, period. Plus, probably one of the best translations from comics to TV. Storylines are faithful, and so are the costumes. That was something I was surprised and delighted about so many times Adaptations will tweak the costumes, but the main character costumes look exactly like they do, like their uh, counter co- comic counterparts do. Except when it came to some of the villains. I never understood why I messed with their looks. 
Hawkeyes can look the same, but why is it so important to change a character, a lesser popular character like the Blizzards? Black Panther's intro was one of the best episodes and that it showed what a badass he was. Then, after the Avengers movie came out, they canceled this to make way for Avengers Assemble, which is a way to tie in more with the movie. A tie-in to the movie in spirit replaced a show that was faithful to the source. Kind of ironic, don't you think? Number two is Young Justice. I don't think I need to say any more than I already did about this awesome, awesome show. And finally, number one is Batman the Animated Series. Along with the uh, adventures of Batman and Robin and the new Batman Adventures, all three titles were connected and lasted from 1992 to 1993 combined. Not to mention two different networks. This is the granddaddy of comic book animated TV shows. Without this series, there wouldn't be any of the other shows that are on this list or any other faithful adaptation cartoon for kids, teens, and adults alike. The landscape for uh, animation was a lot different back then than it is today. Cartoons were mostly for kids. It started to change more in the early 90s. But as far as comic book animated shows went, it was still baby stuff for the time. Batman animated series helped legitimize animated shows, especially comic book ones. The show grew into such a big deal that they played episodes during primetime at one point because the network saw how it could, how it transcended age groups. Comic fans, animated fans, DC fans, Batman fans, hell, even those who aren't into any of those things love this show. I shouldn't even have to get into the stories. These were classic renditions of Batman stories and characters that have been become a part of the Batman mythos. And the voice cast, let me just say that Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are the best Batman and Joker ever in any medium. Also, we can't forget this show gave us Harlequin, which could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your perspective. This show has it all and made such an impact. I've never heard anyone, comic fan or not, say a bad thing about Batman the Animated Series. And there is my list of my favorite comic book animated TV shows. Now, today, as most should know, is New Release Wednesday. And when I buy a stack of books, I'm always in anticipation to read a particular title or two. I'll even read those right away, sometimes while I'm in line to buy them. Can't wait. So, these are some of the titles that I can't wait to read this week. Umbrella Academy, Hotel Oblivion, number 5. This is issue 5 of the third miniseries from Dark Horse Comics. It's been 10 years since the last mini from this insane, surreal series from writer Gerard Way and artist Gabriel Ba. It continues the story of six siblings and how different their lives have become since the last miniseries, while also discovering more things about their deceased adopted father, Netflix is releasing, releasing a TV show based on the first series soon, so expect a review from me when that comes out. Curse Words, number 20. Another off-the-wall series, this one by Image Comics. How do I describe this book in a nutshell? Okay. It's about a wizard named Wizard who comes to Earth from his homeworld, 
the whole world, which is made up of pure magic that he might have inadvertently created while on earth, which he was supposed to take over but then fell in love with and tries to help humankind but ends up creating more problems. And in this issue, Wizard's familiar, a talking koala, Margaret, who is somehow wizard, Wizard's and another magic being Ruby Stitch's daughter, gives a proposition to a guy in Australia who she catfished online. Told you it's off the wall. And finally, The Walking Dead number 188. You can never go wrong with a good Walking Dead issue. This is not the TV show. For one thing, the comic book doesn't suck. This book has something the show can never replicate, which is character development. Issue 188 from Image Comics continues the storyline about the Commonwealth, which is a modern city that Rick and the gang discover. Even though they have amenities the survivors of a zombie apocalypse could only dream of, they're still reeling from social issues like classism. We also might get more of a backstory on the newest character, Princess, who's a bit of a wacko with hidden intentions. The biggest problem I have with this book is writer Robert Kirkman has a tendency of creating big, shocking cliffhangers that don't end up going anywhere. It's just... It's just a way for you to get the next issue to see how it's going to how it's going to come out and then it really doesn't because it's really not that big of a deal. So it's like ever since comics started that's how they get you to buy the next issue. Is they set up a cliffhanger and you buy the next issue and it's not really that big of a deal. It's like, that's just a plot device that's been used for so long. Like, you don't need to necessarily do that. I understand if you keep the story going, but sometimes it's just like, oh my god, what are you doing here? And it's like, oh, I just came to say hello. Like, it's not really that big of a deal. Well, it doesn't matter. I still love this book. There you have it. My review of Young Justice Outsiders. My favorite comic, animated TV shows. And what I am looking forward to this new release day. Do you agree? Great! If not, I couldn't care less. But contact me anyway. I've talked long enough. Thanks for listening. You can contact me at the Gamerish email address. Gamerish537 at gmail.com Catch me on Twitter and Instagram. FanboyCBReviews Until next time, I've been a fanboy and this has been my opinion.